Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. up here my uh last time i ate was uh see it's 6 p.m right now i ate at about 8 a.m so i apologize to all the kansas city chiefs fans on this podcast in advance <laughs> hangry Alex i'm gonna lose my cool here in about an hour <laughs> um your question was what okay so since uh we were talking about uh skiing i've been super curious about how how expensive like it is to go skiing for the first time. I know you could do, you can rent some of the the stuff, but I have also heard that if you buy it like not in Colorado, like if you buy like sun and ski here, you do save a lot of money. Like what? Like the the gear you wear or like, like the clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, the clothing you definitely want to buy before you go. Definitely, like you want to buy like I mean I have jackets and pants like snow pants and in the socks and the in the long johns and things like that. Like you want. You want all your gear when you go. Like you don't want to pack an empty suitcase and then go buy all the gear there. That that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you need, you know, a couple layers underneath. Like you need. They sell like I don't know if they're still around, but they were hot chilies back in the day, and it's basically like uh, skin tight, like Under Armour stuff, and it just it's heat insulating. The thermals. So I, like I'd wear that, and then I wear like I don't know, maybe like one t-shirt over that, and then a jacket, like a like a light jacket, maybe like a maybe like a medium thin jacket kind of thing and then i put my snow jacket on so the one that you know if i fall it doesn't get in uh but the long johns you know you tuck in and you got leggings too so like long john leggings so you tuck those in so like no snow touches your skin um and then yeah you get the snow pants uh, i don't typically wear more than just the snow pants and the long johns maybe i'll wear like something if it's cold like if there's like a blizzard but in all honesty i mean the long johns do a pretty good job and like as long as you're not getting the biggest thing is not getting snow inside because once you get snow inside then it gets wet and then you get cold yeah. so it's like i mean even if you go spring skiing like you, you just wear like you don't even need long johns you just wear like a hoodie and your snow gear like just i mean because it, it's because it's sunny and you know it's maybe like i don't know 20s 30s you know just cold enough to keep the snow but it's sunny so it feels like it's like, especially the jacket, it feels like it's like 50s or 60s. And you're moving like you're skiing, so you're exercising, so your blood is pumping and you're warm. So most of the time, especially early on for people, I feel like they wear too much gear. Um, it just depends if you get cold or not easily. But See, I think I most people wear too much gear because you're going, you're, you're exercising. Like it is an exercise, so you're going to warm up naturally. Uh, so a lot of people will like put a ton on and they'll walk outside and be like, I'm so cold. It's like, okay, but you're going to be like basically sprinting down a mountain. Like it doesn't feel that way cardio wise, but like energy wise, like adrenaline and things like that. Like you're pretty warm the entire time. So yeah, you definitely buy your jacket um, and your pants. I have, I've been snowboarding like a decade, maybe a little over a decade. So I have my own boots and I have a helmet. I always recommend everybody get a helmet. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely get a helmet. Like my buddy Miguel just came back from skiing and he didn't wear a helmet. Uh, the reason you wear a helmet is uh, that's the I don't give a fuck, because if you're going 25 miles an hour down a hill, you're going to want to wear a helmet or else you're not going to want to go 25 miles an hour down a hill. I wear a helmet because I can go off a half pipe, eat shit and my head's OK. Now, with all the concussion studies that we've done and shit like that with football, I'm not sure if it's truly OK, but I've hit my head pretty hard before 
And you definitely don't want that. You just, you wear a helmet because if you're going to do anything, like you just, you just want a helmet. It's kind of like skateboarding. Like, why would you not wear a helmet when you skateboard? If you're going to try and go do tricks and go quick and things like that, like if you eat shit, it's just stupid to me to not wear a helmet. Your head's going to just dribble like a basketball off the concrete. Same thing in the snow. So, and the snow is not all powder. I mean, there's a layer of powder, but then underneath that it's, it's hard. So you will hit your head and it'll bounce like a basketball and it hurts. So you wear a helmet. So I always recommend a helmet, um, especially because you can just, I mean, at that point, like I said, you can, it's the fuck it. You can do whatever you want. Would you say you have fun the first time though? Cause I mean, obviously there's like a learning curve, like where, where you're kind of trying to figure it out, trying to learning balancing and stuff. And it's like rollerblading, you know, like, or ice skating, you go ice skating and it's kind of fun, but like the first time, first two times, you're kind of just learning, learning how to balance. Was it fun hey, the first time? Do the lessons, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Do the lessons because... Yeah, would you recommend doing the lessons? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've i done just about anything you can do on a board. Like windsurfing, surfing, skateboarding, ripsticking, longboarding. I mean, you keep skimboarding, wakeboarding. I was on a wakeboard team in college. Like I've done... It feels like it all. I mean, not truly at all, but I've done a lot on a board. So I felt naturally comfortable on a snowboard. Um, it's all about feel and like if you've ever wake, uh, wakeboarded on the water it's like you catch an edge right like if you go into a wake and you catch an edge you're gonna fall very similar idea with snowboarding so my buddy who just came back it was like his second or third time going and there's two different styles this is snowboarding and i'll answer your question earlier there's two different styles you can go heel side or toe side and so heel side is essentially like you're leaning back towards the mountain toe side you're leaning forward it's essentially how you turn left and right you know and then goofier regular whichever foot is forward that's how you turn. So a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable leaning toe side because you're leaning forward, but it's required. And there's a learning curve with that. Certainly like that's, they say skiing is easy to learn, hard to master snowboarding. That This is what they say is hard to learn, easy to master. And I completely agree with that because once you overcome the fear of leaning forward on a toe side and you're not going to catch an edge and I'm not going to eat shit. And then you can kind of start carving real easily. And then you get the feel of it. You get your balance, things like that. I absolutely 100% recommend the lessons for anybody who's new because if you don't know what you're doing and you're like, oh, I'll just figure it out, you're going to spend a whole day figuring it out. And meanwhile, if you take the lessons, you'll spend half a day and you'll be a pro in the second second half of the day. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled down the hill, literally rolled down the hill. I feel like we had this conversation, but <clears throat> I think we did. I just think you weren't here. <laughs> no, no, literally, I think we just had it like a few episodes ago. Oh. But I think Alejandro wasn't here. That was one of the ones. That... Yeah, I think we did. Maybe, maybe we touched on it. But I mean, yeah, now that I'm going I remember. I remember telling you I was rolling down. <laughs> yeah. Down okay, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just rolled. Yeah, I recommend the lessons 100. percent I also recommend everybody ski before they snowboard. Um, because I think if you ski, you can, I, I was going to go back to skiing this time I've skied. I learned how to ski when I was a kid and I think it is so much easier and you have so much more fun your first time and you learn how to balance because when fresh powder hits the ground, it's different. Like it feels different. Like you're, you're kind of like this, like you're back and forth, almost like a seesaw with your, with your skis. Some parts are hard. Some parts aren't. And like, sometimes you're a little elevated on your right side. Sometimes you aren't. So it's it's nice to get the feel of it. And like I said earlier, it's easier to learn how to ski than it is to snowboard. My brother, who's uh, bless his heart, he's not very coordinated. One of them, and that's the best part is I can I don't have to out him. 
but one of my brothers who's not very coordinated, it took him a couple of trips to really get it a hang for snowboarding, like to really feel like he could keep up with the group. Um, like I said, me, I done a ton on the board. It still took me probably like a full, like the very first time I did it, I was probably 13, 14 years old. It took me three or four days probably to get like to get comfortable going down fast on a hill. Now, again, I was a 13 year old. So at, you know, plus 20 years old, I think it's, it's not that difficult. It just depends if you've been on a skateboard or if you've been on a wakeboard. If you've been on a wakeboard, it's it's pretty it's pretty similar. Like it's what not, about skateboard. The difference with skateboarding is like so you don't really catch an edge skateboarding in the yeah. in the sense that like you're not going to hit some of the concrete and the con you're going to go underneath the concrete and you're going to fall right. So with snowboarding and with wakeboarding, I was telling my buddy earlier about this because he was like, I don't understand how you go toe side or how you go heel side. I was like, well depending on if you're goofy or not, like I'm not goofy. I'm right. So I put my left foot forward because I backload on my right foot. So the front of the board kind of bounces when I'm riding down the slope. Now you don't lean forward because that's how you catch an edge. So Mm -hmm. you have to get that balance of like how you kind of move and like weave and things like that. So I don't think skateboarding is necessarily like it doesn't translate as well as wakeboarding. Uh, or even surfing. Surfing is another great one because if you're surfing, you kind of push down to go faster across the mm-hmm. wave. It's a similar concept with snowboarding. Yeah, you lean so, into the wave. Yeah, it's surfing is more forgiving though because the board. I don't think it, it's a little easier to pull it out of the water, like the nose of the board to pull out of the water. Yeah, yeah, you can shift your weight on it, and it'll yeah, and it'll, so and it'll pop up bigger. pretty easily. Um, but I plus yeah, it wants I, to float, huh? Plus the board yeah, wants to float. Yeah, so, um. Yeah, I, I like it. I just think that, you know, if you go with a group of people and you're all new, it's cool to start snowboarding. I think if you go with a group of people and you're one of the newer people, I think you should ski because you're going to see all your friends going in between the trees and going off little jumps and stuff like that. And on skis, you can do that in a couple of days. It's really not that hard because you just lean one way or the other, like left to right. Meanwhile, on a snowboard, you're leaning forwards or you're leaning backwards and it's not natural. It doesn't feel normal. Like when you're driving... Or when you're driving your motorcycle, it's like you lean one way or the other to turn. So it feels normal, like same idea on a ski. So if you go in between trees and whatnot, it's easier to do that. And you can like keep up with the group, I think. But I see a lot of people who go snowboarding for the first time and they enjoy the hell of it. So it's kind of whatever you feel, man. Dude, I don't know. Just The, the snowboarding just seems so much more fun than the skiing. Maybe because maybe I've, I've done shit like, like surfing and skateboarding and shit like that. So I'm kind of just naturally gravitating, like, and think it's cool. It just looks cool to me. Yeah, it is cool. I think it's cooler for sure. Like, I, I think you can do cooler tricks. Like, I, I can do 360s and board grabs and stuff like that now, and it's it's really fucking fun. But, I mean, like, skis are also cool. Like, I think you can do some cool tricks with skis. I just think nah, it's cool. Nah, I mean, like, no Sean White, bro. You, you see Sean White so many fucking times, you're just like... Yeah, that, that, that shit looks fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what though, a half pipe man. When you get to a half pipe, it is um, it's much bigger in person. It's like, huge. They're, yeah, they're, they're much much bigger, and the way you enter them is very intimidating. If you haven't watched, you kind of jump in from the side. Yeah. You have to do that, and it's it's pretty intimidating. Have you done and skateboarding? Have, have you done skateboarding pipes, half pipes? I haven't. I can't skateboard. And those Dude. half pipes though, they're ice because yeah. That, so like if you eat shit, dude, it it's hard, hard. That's why I'm talking about you wear a helmet because you can push the fuck it button and you're wearing a helmet. You're protected. You got puffy clothes on 
and you're telling me the only thing that isn't protected is your brain? Your whole body's protected, but your brain isn't? Come on, dude. Like, wear a helmet. Escape skateboarding's funny, bro. Cause like, if you if you do the half pipe and you lean back, you're eating shit because you're 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 undersiding. Like, it's just sliding exactly. underneath you, and it's so scary to lean forward because it feels like well, you're technically are falling, but you yeah. feel the fall whenever you you lean forward. Yeah. But that's the only way you're not gonna eat shit. If you don't, you have you have to fall into the like to the drop. Mm. It's literally fall into the drop, lean forward, yeah. and just fucking the first time you close your eyes, bro. It's so much fun. So different from skateboarding though, like skateboarding, you stop at, you start at the top and you go down. Snowboarding, you enter in from the side and you kind of do like a little jump into it. That's like how you do it in yeah, the yeah. parks. So it's, you're like building momentum the entire way down. That's how it goes. And they've got some, dude, they've got some big jumps in the half, in the, in the terrain park and some Ooh. of these, some of these slopes. So yeah, I, 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 I think to back to your question. Yeah. You buy the skis. I don't, I don't own a snowboard because I don't go enough. I probably will own one in the future because I I think they're they're pretty they're pretty expensive. But if you're like I I wasn't grown until now, so I'll probably end up getting one. But I have my own boots and helmet and basically everything else. And this trip, um, you know, my buddy I'm going with Topher. I mean, he he covered the ski lift, so I literally just pay for the board and that's it. And then like the lodging and food. So it's I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, the ski pass can be decently expensive um depending on how many days you go it can go it can be three four five hundred bucks um i i don't think it's that expensive for you know if you divide it up by the amount of hours that you are on the mountain you can get on the mountain at 7 a.m and leave at 7 p.m and so you get 12 hours of activity you spend 150 dollars that day you're spending less than ten dollars an hour to have the just a fucking blast so that's and you have unlimited rides like it's literally until they close so a lot of people are like, oh, it's so expensive, but it's like, okay, it's expensive if you go at 3 p.m. and quit at five or you know, go at noon and or you take like a three hour lunch. Like, bro, I'm I'm going and grabbing lunch and eating on the mountain. Like I I get as many runs, and that's the point of this trip. When I called my buddy, I was like, Topher, I want a ski trip where we just ski. Like, I don't care about doing anything else. I just want to ski as much as possible. And that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta get your money's worth. And the shades aren't just to look cool, the motherfuckers are super necessary. What's that? The shades. Oh yeah. No, that I white eyes, up. that glare. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. Bro. I've got a glare. I've got a, like a clear pair that you can see through. So when the this, I think it's the when there's snow, you use those, and then the reflective ones. The reflective ones are badass, dude. I pulled them out for the first time. I was like, oh, these are sick. I forgot about these. So those you can get some cool ass ones, especially like the big Oakley ones too. I swear it's the only cool the- thing Oakley makes. No offense, but I love I love them. The Oakley ones are. I like that. Like for the championships, for some fucking reason, like baseball players decide to wear Oakleys. Yeah, <laughs> it's the stu- stupidest shit ever, bro. But yeah. they're like so Tyreek, badass. Tyreek's big glasses, dude. Yeah, they're, they're badass. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's a, uh, it's a cool. I, I think it's the best vacation you can take because it's like you have tons of activities. You're exhausted by the end of the day. You have so much fun. Like, it's just and it's and it's like relatively cheap, man. Like you're not you're not really like going out and spending money on the mountain. Like you don't spend money to get on the lift or anything like that. You buy one lift ticket for however many days you're there. And then it's like your access. Like you just got, you just got access and that's it. I like that about it as opposed to like, you know, paying for little things. Like if you go on a trip, you got to pay for lunch and then you go, you go shopping in the afternoon you get dinner and things like that. Ubers and dumb shit like that. Ubers, exactly. Like it just adds up. Yeah, it does. It does. So 
yeah, man, it can be it can be pretty expensive depending on the mountain you go to and the the price or the time you buy. Uh, but I mean, I was talking to Miguel earlier, and he was saying, you know, they they were talking about this the the Icon Mountain. There's an Icon they call it the Icon Mountain series, and certain ones are titled Icon. You can buy the pass, and I believe March or April. It's a whole year pass for like five hundred bucks. So think about that. You just my plane flight was two hundred dollars there and back. So if I spend five hundred dollars in March for next year, and my plane flight's two hundred bucks, and I rent a board for I don't even know how much board rentals are to be honest. They're probably like what fifty to hundred bucks a day. Yeah, it should be I mean, between I fifty can, to seventy five. I can go shred for five days for like less than fifteen hundred dollars in total, like food, lodging, everything, which is nuts Insane. that's that's really cheap for the activity you do man that's that's fucking worth it man i do that so i'm pumped i'm very pumped <laughs> well what you just hate happiness david no i'm just i, I was just gonna say uh, the the refs are pumped for oh. for their for their trip to the nicest mountain after the fucking jobs they did yes in yesterday's games um plural games because on both of them yeah they did yeah now the eagles uh, game wasn't really anything though i mean it was like when brock purdy went down it's like okay well you know and then they brought josh johnson in and he looked terrible and then they pulled him for the concussion which was wild so props to purdy for coming back in but i mean that game was they could have called it 100% the 49ers favor and I still don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah, that's the reason why that's not the one being talked about. The one being talked about is that AFC Championship game. What Alejandro? I don't want to shoot them like complete bail cuz there was a lot of bullshit calls that kind of goes like with this whole refs are fucking bullshit. Like on that end yeah. zone, like that dude, the motherfucker false started up the ass and like multiple times. I mean, granted I really wish they would have just fucking like just took an E every down like how, how we were saying through text message. But there was a couple bullshit calls. And may, maybe, maybe it well for sure it would have been the same scenario where like the Eagles win. But maybe it would have got a little bit better of a game because it was 7-7 when they made a couple bogus calls. But it's still fly Eagles fly. What do y'all think about the Devontae catch and they didn't review it? Was it was catch. That shit was not a cat. What do y'all think about it? It wasn't. It was well. Now looking back at it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know if y'all saw on the replay, Devonte Smith. Oh, I yeah. guess they have a they have a sign. Oh yeah. And so, go, 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 go. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish. I feel like that. You know, obviously, it's like a ripple effect, but like that probably is the difference in the whole game, just because maybe. Brock Purdy doesn't have the play where he gets injured, where they put a tight end on freaking, uh, what's his name, Riddick? Yeah. <laughs> where they put a tight end on them. Maybe they have some clarity, like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do that. But they did. And it's just crazy how, how that works, man. If, if, you know, somebody would have just on that San Francisco sideline would have just noticed, like, Hey, there's something weird going on over there. There's something out of the usual. Like, throw that challenge flag right now. <laughs> Just throw That's it. That's bold, dude. That's bold. That was the first drive by the Eagles, I believe, dude. That's yep. bold to throw that challenge flag on that play. Well, not even that, or at least just call a timeout. So that way yeah. you, you can get your first people like a chance. You either look like an idiot or a genius. So that's a big coin flip. 
But I mean, maybe they were like, man, you know, maybe he's gonna make a, a badass one-handed snag that that's gonna count for two catches. So we're we're gonna let it slide. You know, fourth down, that fucking snag was amazing, dude. Snag, dude. Snag. But it wasn't a snag because it wasn't complete. He yeah. just snagged it from the air, bro. He snagged, he snagged it from the air. The air had it. The, the air was like, it's mine. And then the ground had it. Yeah. No, dude, the one-handed. The one... oh, you don't know what you're He caught talking. it, dude. He caught it. He kind of, I mean, he caught he caught, Dez caught it. You know what I'm saying? No, Dez didn't uh, catch it because he didn't. But Devontae caught it. Devontae caught it. That's in but the stat book. I will, say, I will say this. I, I thought it was a catch when he first caught it. I mean, I think everybody did. It was pretty mm-hmm. obvious. And the way he, like... So sideline on his left side, falling, shoulder hits the left side, ball comes out on the right side. Almost impossible for the other side ref to see that. So I don't I don't blame the refs. What I thought was hilarious and why I love home field advantage and my Eagles. I'm not a true like raw raw Eagles fan like a lot of them are, but I heard this this morning. I thought it was interesting. Uh you're playing at Link at the Link, Lincoln Financial, and they don't show the replay before the next play. And that's home field advantage right there. And I thought I was like, that's genius, man. That is that's true home field advantage right there. Wait, you never heard of that? No, I I had, but I just realized like in that moment, like they were doing that. Like that yeah. was like their process that but I mean I had heard of like obviously that's something something you do. Um yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll they'll try to play the angle where like it shows the bobble like as yeah. soon as as if soon as they if it. it was like rolls reverse, if it was yeah. at San Francisco, they would have played that replay over and over. Everybody would be like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, field advantage is a big thing, dude. Yeah, I feel bad for the 49ers, man. Like, honestly, as an Eagles fan, I really do. I wanted to watch a good game, and the, the first game of the weekend just wasn't. It was just not. It wasn't competitive, which is fine. I mean, like, you know, the defense is what it is, and, you know, I think Brock Purdy being a – fourth string or third string whatever he is quarterback i think that's incredible for what he's achieved um and he's i mean dude he he made himself he he created a career this year that's what he did he created an nfl career and good for him i'm gonna start off by saying i think that was the most disappointing championship sunday i've ever witnessed in my lifetime Mm. i'm not even gonna lie Starting with the first game, the Eagles and 49ers. I've never seen a high stakes game in which the universe just didn't want you to win. Like you were just, I mean, you're already playing a difficult Eagles team as it is. Number one seed, what were they, 14 and three when they end up 14 and three in the season? Uh, Two losses. So 15 and two. 15, 15 and two. All right. So, you know, everybody's counting you out already. Everybody was on the Eagles. So with the fully with the lineup you came in with healthy, it was it was gonna be a, a tough road. And then on the sixth play, Purdy comes out. Looks pretty bad. Josh Johnson, I was just like, oh my God, this is as bad as it could get. You got Josh Johnson out there. Mm. He gets concussed. Brock Purdy came and throw the ball, and I'm like, oh my God, this is as worse as like. I don't think anybody's ever witnessed a football game in which a team did not have a quarterback. Legit did not have a quarterback. And it was the most, it was the craziest thing to ever see. Plus the refs just want to add on to that by, you know, defense can't catch. Honestly, like I'd hold nothing against the defense, 
I still think they're the number one defense. And if they're the number one defense, I still think they're the number one defense. You can't, I don't, I don't think they're, you're doing anything by saying, well, the Eagles hung 31 on that defense. I'm like, dude, once they figured out they didn't have a quarterback, like that, that's it. You're just literally, I've never seen a game in which, you know, the team knows like, we're just, we're just here to waste time to lose because there's nothing we can do. There's absolutely nothing because they're just trying to run the ball. Shanahan went to the bag of like all the running tricks that he could pull out. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he gave, he tried his best, man. That dude, that dude turned on beast mode, but you can only beast mode for so much, in, you know, in today's game as a running back when you can't pass the ball, when there's literally zero threat of passing the ball. <laughs> and you almost threw that, the ball. Him or Kyle you check we're going to come in. <laughs> did, you, did you see him on the sideline? It looked like he really wanted that. Because he was at first he was trying to get the helmet with the, yeah. the mic with where he could hear. It looked like he really wanted to be the QB, bro. He was on there like, give me the helmet. Give me the helmet. Hey, I was like, I was like dude, oh, just put him on. This would be so interesting. Put CMC. And then he just like. The one pass he threw like 20 yards next to nobody. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so bad. And it sucks because I can't, I watched that game. And at the end of the game, I can't sit there and be like, man, the Eagles, man. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're a great. You're, they're a great team. We know that Jalen Hurts is great. All these guys are great. But that game showed nothing. That game was just like handed to you. I'm, and you shouldn't have. NFC Championship games handed to you on a silver I don't platter. Think it was handed necessarily because I, I do agree that the offense was totally done, but I do think there was a test on defense. Like they do have a good defense, and the defense was stretched to its limits. It was on the field a lot longer than it should have been because of their offense. I do think there was some tests, though. I do I I agree with you that it was an underwhelming game in that yes, the quarterback was injured. But I don't want to discount, you know, what the efforts were on their defensive end and what our offense did. I mean, our rushing offense is nasty. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't want to do that either. And when I say this, I say it kind of lightly. I, I'm using it on this stage. Yeah. You know, the standards of no, this stage. You. Like, for being the NFC Championship game, this is as much, this is as, like, handed to you as you can get. And, I mean, yeah. it's not... It's just how I mean. I can't blame them because that's just it's the way the cookie crumbles. If they if the other team just has seriously bad luck and the universe doesn't want them to win, string quarterback. I mean, what can I'll, you do? I'll, I'll take I'll take I'll take that shit to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm yeah, saying, bro? And now that knowing that the Chiefs won, it really scares me because I'm gonna be the biggest Eagles fan these next next two weeks because I can't. I officially hate the Chiefs, bro. I, I I do not like the Chiefs. I'm tired of seeing them winning. But I'm scared because they didn't really get that. I feel like they didn't get that tough, hard-fought game dub. So they're going to the Super Bowl kind of, hey, we on top. Hey. And then they're already going into State Farm Stadium against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I uh, I think the off, the Eagles offense did get tested in a lot of things, though. Because, like, I mean, now going against Kansas City, I mean, one of your biggest things is going to be, how do we stop Jones? You stop Bosa, bro. Like, that's not an easy feat. The, they, they, they showed ways to scheme to slow him down. 
Bro, he was almost non-existent a lot of the game, bro. The, the way they rush, stop the rushing. You can't stop the rush, and you, can't. you always hear like one of the things with with somebody who's going to attack a quarterback. The best way to to stop that is to go at them with the rushing game. The Eagles have a fucking ridiculous rushing game, bro, and it's it showed perfect ways to like to scheme against like an edge rusher, and it, it was. I don't know. I, I feel like it was a good learning thing for for the Eagles, like yeah, a good scrimmage. The thing is, once the second half came around, and I mean, I, I was sitting there watching it. I was like, how's this defense even still playing right now? I remember, uh, I forgot who it was. They got an unnecessary roughness, unsportsmanlike conduct flag. Tra- Tra- and I was Williams? like, no, no, no. That was This is way before that whole skirmish happened. I think it was a late hit out of bounds. You know, one of those just boneheaded frustration plays. You could tell it's like a frustration play. And I'm like, man, I don't even blame him because... You know, I don't got a quarterback on the offensive side. They can't do jack shit. I would, if I were on defense, because the defense played that first half for the most part, that defense played fucking good. They were playing like good. The third quarter. They, I feel they, like the third quarter, they were like, nah, we, we got we to gotta up our game, like, because we're, we're, we're handicapped on the offense right now. So I feel like they were playing a lot harder on, on the defense. Oh, no. I were, felt the opposite. I felt once they were going once at them, bro. I felt once they started running, on offense, when they started running every single down, I felt like that that kind of just changed the whole dynamic. It's just like, man, we're just there's no there's just no way because at that point, what they're down, they were probably down like twenty eight to seven at that point, I believe. And, and first of all, Josh Johnson, bro, he, what about him making a business decision not hopping on that fumble, bro? Like, how did he not get yeah, that? That was weak, bro. It was right in front of him. Like, nobody around. Weak. And he just, like, somehow, like, just didn't get to it in time. I mean, like I said, it just sucks because on the 49 it, it on the 49er side, the universe was just out to get you. From the first freaking play when, uh, what's his face, injured his shoulder, I think on the first play, uh, the linebacker, Fred Warner. Fred Warner injured his shoulder on the first play. I'm like, oh, my God. And then you had Joey Bosa getting cleated on a punt. And I'm just like, dude, I, I'm, you just, it's not your day, bro. They, they just don't want you. They don't want you to win. <laughs> they don't. I want to correct myself. I, there, we were 14-3 and three this year. So we lost this. 14-3, okay. Yeah, second I last so. week. Um, I, I mean, fun stat for you if you didn't see it in yesterday's game. The Eagles actually tied the Frankford Yellow Jackets in 1924 for the most rushing touchdowns in a season. So they tied a 99-year-old record, which I'm assuming if they score a touchdown, a rushing touchdown in the next game, they're going to break that 99-year-old record. The point being, I don't know how you stop this team. I, I, I don't. I keep listening to all the ESPN and the Fox pundits talk about it, and they don't have an answer either. Like, the Chiefs' rushing defense does not stand a chance against the, the Eagles. They don't. The, the and thing then the is, RPO develops, and there's no shot, dude. The thing is, the Chiefs. The reason the Chiefs, their strongest two players, Frank Clark and Chris Jones, on the line. The Bengals' biggest weakness, their O line. So that was able to get exploited. The Eagles, best O line in the league. You ain't getting. You ain't getting off that easy against the Eagles. It's like nine day when you're going against Bengals O-line versus Eagles O-line. But that's the thing, you know, everybody's like, how do you beat this team? Blah, blah, blah. It would have been nice to 
see if the 49, if they, if the universe would have gave him a fair chance at attempting to stop them, it would have been nice to see. But now we may never know. And I really hope since they got this basically free pass that they go and whip. And I'm talking about whip on the Chiefs. I'm just happy that after all year of you shitting on the Eagles, you're talking so nice about them. Facts. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Actually, oh. no, I was going to say, I was going to say, man, I might take the Cowboys over the Chiefs, but I was like, uh, no, no. I think, uh, I think my Cowboys, I think the Cowboys. My uh, Cowboys. I think I my Cowboy, it. I was going to say my Cowboy hatred runs too strong. Mm, okay, nice save. Um, hey, sh- shout out the Cowboys uh, handing uh, the Chargers their next Super Bowl trip. Dude, I'm, a- I'm actually, that. yeah, are you talking about Kellen Moore? Yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, How they're... wild is that, dude? <laughs> Y'all think Kellen Moore is good? What? Uh, yeah, I would. I, okay, let me answer it this way. Who really knows when you play for the Dallas Cowboys, your coach for the Dallas Cowboys, if you're truly good or not, right? Like, you know, we, we're all like, I don't know what people, the general consensus is on Mike McCarthy and what he's ranked as a head coach, but I'm sure it's higher than it should be because they are going to be so bad. I loved Matthew Barry's comment on Instagram. And AM, you can go. I'll find what he said about it. I don't know how you question if he's good or not. If he took Dak Prescott... And Cooper Rush to the playoffs. That's fair. Did you not see that? That team's pretty talented on paper. It's not hard to get them to the playoffs. I look Mike, McCart- Mike McCarthy is their head coach. Dak Prescott was taught, was legit in the lead for for turnovers, bro. He didn't play five games. That's hard to overcome. That's impressive. And they were like the number yeah, one. Yeah, who was the, his offensive coordinator? Fool. Exactly what we're saying. Uh, so Mike McCarthy's going to call plays. Not the one no, turning the okay. ball over. So yeah, I don't. I don't think you can you can correlate turnovers directly to the play caller, like because the play caller doesn't you know look at it and go, oh yeah, we're going to do this because he's not going to turn the ball over. It's like no, you call this play because it's the best play look, for your team. At he's that the one overcoming that. that bullshit. But to yeah. counter that, you got Dayball. He comes in, works with Josh Allen. Josh Allen turnovers go down. He comes mm-hmm. in, works with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones turnover goes down. So, yeah. I think that's all. on the quarterback, though. Because don't you say that's, that's proper coaching that then leads to the play improving? Yes, and what is an offensive coordinator, bro? A coach. A coach. Okay, see, what you're saying is you're, you're, you're putting all of Dak's Negatives on Kellen Moore, which I'm not putting all his negatives. I'm just saying he didn't do anything to aid that. But we're going to see next year without him how bad it is. Because I coordinated the number one offense in the NFL. They were, yeah, they were the number one offense with all those turnovers. How is that not impressive to you? They've been they've been the number one offense a couple. Look, 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 look. Here's the thing about that number one offense. They 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 do a good job of beating up. They do a good job of beating up on the 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 weak teams, and so they and they put up them yardage. But then when they face actual good teams, yardage ain't there. 
you're you're using the schedule argument right now, really? I'm not saying the schedule. I'm just you're I using mean, isn't, the schedule hold argument. Hold on, hold on. For number one offense is on average your average yards per game. If you play the Bears and run it up 500 yards of offense, play the Texans 500 yards of offense, play whatever Joe Schmo, Carolina Panthers 500 yards of offense. But when you go against the 49ers, you put 200. When you go against the Eagles, you put up. But that's the natural ebbs and flows of the NFL. Like you can't expect like consistency across the league, right? Like you're going to play better against bad teams. Okay. And so you're saying they play more bad teams than they do good teams, which is a schedule argument. Plus, are you downing him for for rushing the ball on teams that can't stop the rush? Makes no sense. I don't know how we picked up on you, but we did. I wanted to read what Matthew Barry said. Matthew Barry, after breaking Mike McCarthy, called plays as Cowboys part ways with offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. I look forward to Kellen Moore crushing it or crushing at wherever his next stop is and McCarthy taking the offense back a step or three. The offseason of head coaches throwing their coordinators under the bus continues. Take that what you will, but I'll tell you one thing. If Mike McCarthy is calling plays and time managing, I don't think he can handle I don't think his brain can handle that. And who who else threw their coordinator under the bus? Who else was he? I don't know. Talk- I don't know. I maybe maybe somebody I mean, who else who who well, the first the first one was uh uh Coach Clapp before Coach Clapp, the offensive coordinator got fired. Uh, before uh, Coach Clapp Joe Lombardi for the Chargers. Oh, oh, Staley uh, for the Chargers, the state offensive yeah, coordinator. Joe, he got he, instead of the instead of the coach. Oh yeah, he Staley. Uh, Staley should have been fired. What the hell? Um, That's true. Staley should have been fired. So but Buccaneers fired the offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich too. Yeah. Oh um, damn. Yeah. So those are they hoeing. Yeah. They hoeing, but all right. Look, one thing I want to mention that I randomly thought of because this is a thought I had during the 49ers game. As far as when they were still in the game, bro, that defense, the way, what impressed me the most, covering that read option, they were damn near perfect every single play covering that that read option. And as soon as I saw it, like a few times, I was like, D'Amico, we need you in Houston, please. I want you. (laughs) And then I saw on Bleacher Report, uh, J.J. Watt had some cryptic tweet with D'Amico Ryans and said, J.J. Watt, maybe come into the Houston Texans staff. I'm like, oh, my God, my heart would be – if I had D'Amico Ryans as my head coach and J.J. Watt on the coaching staff, like, I think I think that's it. Like, I think I'll be – like First, first coaching me, job ever? Me – well, it depends on what – obviously, he's not going to be freaking defensive coordinator or something. Yeah. But, but to be for him to be on the staff, I think yeah. – all my years of being a miserable Texans fan would just, I don't need to win a Super Bowl. I have D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's get Brian Cushing in there, bro. Get Brian Cushing and then Arian Foster running backs coach. Um, you know, just get the squad back together and I'll, they'll make me whole, bro. They'll make me whole. Something would make you whole. That's crazy. The, the sadness know. of being a Texans fan that where that would satisfy you. I mean, come on, bro. It's two of our most iconic, J.J. Watt, D'Amico Ryans. But I really do want D'Amico Ryans now as our head coach after what I saw on uh, Sunday. Um, I was a little bit, eh, maybe I want to go offensive. But for some reason, everybody's been stiff-arming Sean Payton. And 
I don't know what's going on there, but if everybody's kind of like giving them the eh, the Heisman, there has to be a reason for it. So um, I just think, he, I hope, from what it seems like, they are going to make the right choice. D'Amico Ryans, hopefully we'll be hearing an announcement in the next day or two of him being our next head coach and all will be well again. I'll be excited again as a Houston Texans fan. Uh, there's a high possibility that the Texans will be better than the Cowboys next year. That's for sure. I think next year is going to be really interesting for the Cowboys because you're going to have Mike McCarthy calling plays and making time management decisions, whether they be good or bad. Um, and then Dak Prescott, third year of his contract of four years, I believe. In fact, can you check that for me, Alejandro? I don't know. Yeah, because because him and Aaron Rodgers both have two. That's why Skip keeps fucking. Oh, trying to okay. trying to trying to do the we should do a swap for swap. It should be the perfect oh trade. Uh, okay. Well, he was on Twitter yesterday, just being ignorant again. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting for for Dak next year. I hope he plays well because if he doesn't, yeah, he's probably going to be done. I I don't see a, a reason. I mean, you've got. I mean, Zeke was at one point one of the best running backs in the league. You had at one point one of the best offensive lines in the league. You still do have one of the better defenses in the league. I mean, you've got that kid uh, from the USFL or whatever now and punt returning and kick returning, I believe. Uh So you've got, yeah, I mean, you've got like pieces in all the parts, but your coach sucks and your your owner won't fire him because he won't fire him because he's he's he'll listen to the owner. Um, And then your quarterback is, I mean, leading the league in, in interceptions and he doesn't play five of the games. That is insane that that's not being talked about. You led the league in interceptions, and you didn't play five games. Well, that's it's, insane. It's not so bad because it's, it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got you got to give him the pass. Uh, yeah, but. I don't. I, don't I, I mean, the Cowboys suck next year, but I want to talk about this this Kansas City game. If you're done with the 49ers game, oh, dude. The the biggest argument of the NFL's rigged movement has to be this game. I've never been an NFL's rigged guy. Never. Until this game. Until this game. Dude, you know what gave it away? The repeat third down. Dude, repeat come on. Third come down. On. After the play is done, they call it dead and redo it. Insane. How I remember- do you do that? It's funny how we found out the same time that like Tony Romo and the announcers found out because they were like, oh, they're going to go for it. I'm like, damn, they're going to go for it on fourth down. Fuck, dude. And then it's like, wait, no, it's still third and nine. I'm like, whoa, whoa, buddy. Yeah. Come on, man. No, that play ran smoothly just like any other regular play. And you're going to tell me that was blown dead. Oh man, come on. And then to top it all off, they get a sack. I'm like, yeah, that's how you get it. Stick it to the man. Holding <laughs> defense. I'm like, no, bro. Well, uh, come Dave on. Pornoy had the greatest tweet about that when it came <laughs> to uh and I retweeted it because it's it essentially said the stones on that ref to throw a flag after redoing the third down on Eli Apple. The, the balls on that man. Crazy. That's that's and, laying it all on the line for the money line right there. That's what that is. And you know, and it you wasn't got, even PI. I mean, let's be honest. That was that was weak. 
And like, dude, Joe Burrow got no calls. There was one, there was one I saw, I didn't even see it until I saw it on Twitter where Frank Clark came in like, I'm talking about hella late and just gave him a good old shove. Oh, there's a I'm lot just, of those. I'm just like, bro. No and, roughing the passers. And the worst one, don't even get me started on the last drive. Don't get me started on the five blocking the backs on that punt return. There was two. I saw two instantly. Live. There was yeah, live. live. Like you were watching it live. Like, on the, the gunner on the top side got the, the block bottom. in the back. And then there was the one also kind of on the top side near the receiving, the, the, the punt receiver, uh, the punt returner. And he got blocked in the back. And somebody was trying to say, like, oh, he was pinched and he had to get pushed. Doesn't explain the gunner on the other side. Or if you saw other ones, I mean, there were so many on that play. Yeah, th- there was one at the bottom, like at the bottom of the screen, because it was on the left. At the bottom we're of the screen, we're counting three block in the backs. Even if we're wrong, two of us are wrong. You have to call one of those. And it's funny because on the one at the bottom is like both of them pushing them on the back. Crazy dude. And the crazy part is, I was looking the whole time at the scoreboard, like waiting for flag to pop up, and I was just like, "No fucking way! There's no way that this is not." Not, I just saw two of them with my own eyes right now. How did they miss the whole thing? And then you got the holding on that Mahomes scramble, the holding calls. I mean, Osai, bless his heart, bro. I felt for that man. I felt I absolutely so bad felt. for him. But you, you, it sucks so bad because right when he pushed him, we were all like, yeah, they ha- they're calling that. Because that's the way the game was going. Like, it, it didn't even matter that he was... I mean, that was like questionable, I would say. There was a push in the early game on Jalen that was very similar to that that they didn't call. So when he made that push, I was like, yeah, this is fucked. I mean, they're going to call it for Mahomes. They have to because that's the way they were doing it. They were calling everything for him. It was crazy, man. It was so frustrating to watch a game be taken from a team by the refs. Like, I've never witnessed a game truly be taken. Now, granted, he did get an opportunity with two minutes left and he didn't convert. Granted, he should have converted. We wouldn't have discussion. I would like to also say that with the world and the deck stacked against him, we're still sitting here like, well, you should have converted. You should have drove down the field and scored. It's like when you're not getting holding calls and you're getting shoved, you're getting pushed, and you're getting, I mean, God knows how many receivers on all those routes in that last drive were getting held and things like that. If you held the receivers to that standard of the Eli Apple call, I guarantee there's a flag in one of those plays. I guarantee because the Eli Apple call was so weak. And I swear, dude, there were so many times on their third, the, throughout the game, their chiefs, you know, they were converting like a motherfucker on third down. And I swear every third down, I was like, dude, 52 right there. I like yell it out loud. Like me as in the living room, I yell it out loud. Oh, that's holding. I don't see nothing come. I don't see any flag. And I'm just like, Huh? And they show the replay. Yeah. I'm like, look at 52 right there. He is holding. Yeah. Like every single conversion. And I'm just, dude, I, and it's crazy because I'm not, I'm not that guy to like point out, oh, look, hey, they missed yeah. that. They missed that holding. No, hey. I was shouting at the TV too, man. I was like, this is, it's crazy. And when I knew this shit was really just going sideways, when they called us, uh, <laughs> They on the, the one of the punts to the Chiefs fair like no he didn't fair catch but it you know bounced towards the in in um toward the Chiefs way the guy from the Bengals let it roll and then 
picked it up, flag. Illegal touching on a punting team. And I was just like, bro. Bro, bro, what about the intentional grounding? How about that on the last drive, bro? Hey, hey, who, you who pull, was, if you who was reversed, it? Was it Tony Romo or the other one? There was like, there's nobody inside. I'm like, what about Perrine right there? Yeah, I was like, bro, there's a receiver right there. <laughs> the running back is right. He's like, there's no running back in sight. There's just the receivers going. I'm like, there's Perrine right there. Yeah, dude. It's, He's right there. That was, when you're calling intentional grounding with less than two minutes left, that that's rigged, dude. Like you don't call intentional grounding with less than two minutes left. Sorry. I know. I know Zach Taylor lost like about fifteen years of his life in that oh, second dude. half. Once once they did that fifth down, that repeat third down bullshit. Like I, it was funny. I would have gave the refs all the shit all game, nonstop. Like I would be like, hey yo. Y'all take over this coaching. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and yell at this fucking ref yeah. all game because this is ridiculous. Dude. I I hate, hate the narrative out there that the Chiefs wanted it more. The Chiefs did not want it more. What they wanted was to win so they could say, Oh, it's not Burrowhead. Bitch, you're three and one in your own stadium against him. He's been in the league for three years. He's coming back next year and gonna beat you. And like this whole idea, it's like there I I can't, dude. I can't with it. I was so mad last night. I've never been really truly frustrated at a game that isn't my own team. Unbelievable how upset I was at just watching the NFL refs take a game at that magnitude from a team. I and then and then and then for the media and everybody to say, oh, you know, they wanted it more. It just like it just adds fuel to the fire, you know. You just you start to think like, oh, you know, I I you can't trust the media, man. Like you can't trust the mainstream media when it comes to sports because they're just gonna spew some bullshit, dude. The one person that actually mentioned it was the one I didn't think I could trust, Stephen A. He was the only one I listened yeah, to that yeah. actually mentioned like, let's let's not get me started on these refs because these refs were atrocious. And I'm like, why has nobody mentioned it? Why well, has nobody? The never the narratives have been borderline like hilarious. There's one where. Where's Patrick Mahomes better than Burrow? Yeah, of course. He outplayed him. In what world, bro? What like, how? World? It's way more impressive what, what, what Burrow did in this game than what Patrick Mahomes did. And then you have, uh, well, what's your favorite commentator, Alex, on Fox? Oh, I forgot his Acho. name. No, no, not Acho. Skip, Colin, Colin Coward, Coward, bro. He, he went on this spew. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time after this game. he really? Yeah, bro. He was like, we Bill Russell has eleven championships. We didn't wait to to crown Jordan greatest of all time. He only has six. We didn't wait. Why should we wait with Patrick Mahomes? It's like, bro, he isn't. Burrow outplayed him, and Bur. I think right now Burrow's a better quarterback, bro. No, 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 dude. Burrow is the better quarterback. Right. Mahomes right. is the better player. That. But he plays quarterback. <laughs> whatever is that the us fuck. or who, who said Dan, that? Dan Orlovsky, whatever the oh, fuck yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. bro. I was, dude, I was just sitting there like, what? What, the <laughs> what are you, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, man, I, I, I applaud you for attempting to appease both sides because I felt like that's what he was trying to do. But, I don't blame him, bro. I just, I can't I mean, sit here uh, and act like that game 
meant anything to me because it didn't. Because what's going to happen is the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get absolutely just fucking curb stomped by the Eagles. Curb stomped. I mean, I would put so much money on the Eagles this game. It's insane. I bet they beat them by 30. Like It's going to be nasty. There's They can't stop them. They can't stop. And we're going to all sit back and be like, oh, you know, Patrick Rose is that. It's like, you cannot stop this team. The Eagles are too fucking good. They're the best team in the in football. Nobody's better than them. They're better in all facets of the game. Every single one of them. You cannot beat this team. So the Bengals, I thought was a way better matchup. But the, it's crazy to think you can have all the talent on your team in the world, best coaches. If your offensive line ain't put together, man, I swear you you give Joe Burrow just. Halfway competent offensive line, dude. Because all the Chiefs have on defense is Frank Clark and Jones and Chris Jones. That's their two weapons. You neutralize them, Burrow's having a field day. He's having a freaking field day. And uh, it just upsets me so much. First of all, Burrow had two interceptions. Let's let's make it one interception. That that other one was a punt, essentially. I don't know why they keep Oh, he had that two interception, you know, that costly one, second one late in the game. But I'm like, hold up. Did you not see the punter play all game? Like the punter had probably the absolute. I don't even pay attention to punting like that. But Jesus Christ, man, everything was line drives, short line drives, which is why I didn't even want him to punt on that freaking lat when there was 30 seconds left. And that's exactly what happened. He punt a line. He he never could punt high enough to actually let the defense get downfield. Mm. And doesn't matter because he getting blocked in the back. <laughs> that's true. But when Burrow threw that second interception, I was like, man, that was third down. I ain't mad about it because they're they're at their fourteen yard line. That was a essentially a better than what the punter was about to do on the next down. So, um. And also, it just uh, when Boyd went down, that really changed a lot too, which sucks. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great. He's it's he not, is one of the greats. He, he's like, great. It's not to but, discount him, but like the, this is just push you off to the side, Mahomes. This isn't about you. This is about like the game and the this league the as Tom a whole. Brady thing, dude. This is the Tom Brady thing. This is everybody who bitches that Tom Brady gets all the calls and he gets, this is what this is. This is okay. what it feels like. Okay, bro. People have always said that. And now seeing these games, I'm like, dude, there, you can't even compare the quote unquote, all the calls Brady got. Well, we're on the bias, so we can't. I'm just making a comparison there, but we're too biased to even really see all the calls that. No, Brady we got. we got a lot of bullshit calls, bro. God, as somebody who's seen a lot of Brady, there's a couple times where I was like, "Damn, dude, thing." I'm not gonna deny God, they call that, that he bullshit. got bullshit calls. I think it's pretty obvious he did. I just am too biased to see him. But, but I will like, tell you that Mahomes is now getting these calls. I mean, it's just hold obvious. On, hold on. But I think there's a difference between Brady as a player getting these bullshit calls because he's Tom Brady versus. The whole team getting these calls just because, hey, no, it's we true. Want, we we want we if Brady wasn't on the field, this shit wasn't happening. I don't feel that way though. I feel like there was definitely some bias towards the Patriots. There had to have been. Yeah, we, we we had multiple passing interference that were like like that hip one. We've had multiple holding calls that were just what the fuck you're calling? Fuck yeah, 
but yeah. dude, this 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 one was ridiculous, insanely I, ridiculous. I don't want to hear anybody coming out and saying that you know Brady got this and that. And Mahomes, I don't want to hear that. Mahomes gets all the calls. We saw it on the biggest stage, right here, the second biggest stage. He gets so many calls, insane. And like, I never, I didn't understand why. Why does the NFL want the Chiefs to to win? I don't understand. And afterwards, you know, you got the Kelsey Bowl. You yeah. got you got um, Andy the Reed Andy Reed Bowl. You got the two uh, first time two African American quarterbacks are starting in the Super Bowl. Then you had the State Farm Stadium, and I'm just like, oh my god, all this shit is just ending up. But then I listened to Pat McAfee earlier, and he was just like, he was going off on the refs, and he was just like, look. You guys, let me tell you right now, the NFL isn't rigged. The, the refs aren't competent enough to legit be able to rig an NFL game. They just suck that bad. They suck so bad that you can't do anything but believe that, okay, this has to be rigged. That's how bad you are. And I was like, I guess you, made, you do make some valid points there, Pat McAfee, but I like going with the NFL is rigged because it's just fun. Even though I know it's probably not rigged, the refs probably really just do suck that bad. And then really after, you know, that we on a Saturday night's game, the Lakers game, have that whole debacle with the NBA referees. You think the NFL referee would have watched some sports center and been like, you know what? Let me uh step up my game tomorrow. These are supposed to be the best referees in the world for this sport. Like they're competing for the Super Bowl spot in the AFC and NFC Championship game. Pat McAfee mentioned too the head referee for last night's game for the Bengals game was the same referee for last year's game, and apparently, like you know, there were some bullshit ass calls on that game last year too. And I was just like, hmm, I didn't know that, and yeah, it's, it's just, just all... shitty because like the the NFL is not going to feel any repercussions from this like they're not they're just gonna carry on and that's probably the most frustrating part is like there's no correction there's no acknowledgement first of all nobody's acknowledging the fact that at least nobody credible is acknowledging the fact that it's like yo this was fucked like i mean to call intentional grounding not blocking the back holding all the other litany of calls that was just ridiculous it's it, for nobody to call it out and Stephen A to mention it. I'm glad he mentioned it because he's a real one. But I mean, they had double the amount of penalties, and that doesn't happen. Like unless in, in this championship game, in a championship game, you don't have one team that is double as undisciplined as the other one. You don't have that. They're pretty equal at this point. Now if people you, make mistakes, but you don't double. If you were to tell me that, I would have been like, damn. That Bengals O line must have got called holding false start on everything. It's not honestly for a Bengal, for the Bengals O line. They really didn't get called for too much. If you really think about they it, compared to the, compared <laughs> compared to the other bullshit that was going on. But I've never that probably after watching that game was the closest in my life I've ever gotten to. I think I'm done with football. Like I, I can't, Definitely. I can't do this. Like this is just cause not just for that game, but just the day as a whole. Cause I felt like the refs were kind of 
shitty in that first game as well. It's just, it didn't impact the game because the 49ers were just toast from yeah. once they lost the quarterback, they were just dead toast. So it didn't matter what the hell the refs did. If anything, the refs would had to fucking rig it for the 49ers to even make it competitive. Um, like if they took the spread or something like, Oh, we need to try to hit this spread, bro. Like, <laughs> like throw some fouls on, throw some flags on the Eagles, bro. But like, it's just at the big, in these biggest stage stages, the incompetence is like ridiculous. And I just, like I said, I've never been so close to like, oh, I'm done with football. I, honestly, it made me like, Oh, thank God. There's only like the Super Bowl and this is it. Like, it just made me so disinterested in the Super yeah. Bowl, yeah, instantly, and and might be taking my times really, to to hockey made, or something. It made me really nervous for the Super Bowl as an Eagles fan. Like, what narrative are they going to pick? You know, like what what's going to happen here? That's that's truly where I'm at. Where it's it it, it there is only the Eagles are a very very good football team, and I think they're much much better than the Chiefs. I'm not sure if the Eagles get the calls that the Bengals got yesterday, like the treatment, they can overcome that and beat the Chiefs. I'm not sure that's possible because that is a degree that Big Cat, I think, tweeted out. It was like every time the Bengals got momentum, there's a flag. Every single time. And if you're telling me every time my Eagles get momentum, they're going to throw a flag and it's going to be called in the way of the Chiefs, I'm not sure they can win that game. I'm not sure many teams can win that game. Because Mahomes is a great quarterback, and he is one of the greatest ever, one of the best. I will say this. It was fascinating to watch how many people were dick riding today and last night because of his injury. We never see that. And I think I mentioned that in our group text. Where I was like, nobody ever puts it in the context of an injury. Nobody ever does that. Like, you, you don't. The Baker Mayfield thing years ago when it was like, oh, you know, he had a torn shoulder or whatever. Like, it was always like. That was never an excuse for him. It was like, oh, he just sucks. Like, he just sucked. Now we know he sucks, and we've kind of always known he sucks. But that's just an example that I thought of last night, which was we didn't really frame it in the in the sense that it was like, oh, you know, maybe he's better if he doesn't have a torn shoulder, whatever, rotator cuff in his throwing arm. It's like, no, it was just he sucks. And now Mahomes really has like, he did this on one leg. Can you believe he did this on one leg? He's the greatest quarterback. He threw it. I mean, all it's, it's like, no, dude, like. Treat everybody equally, man. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be real, be real. I blame the AFC West for this shit. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, get your shit together, man. Tired of seeing this team get home field advantage and their little crowd. I don't, I don't mind them. Like it's a dynasty, just like we had to deal with the the Patriots dynasty. I just, I just really, it, it left such a bad, just like you, left such a bad taste in my mouth yesterday. It's, it's just like it's something different with this man it's like the chiefs aren't really a great team they're really not and it's just yeah you know credit like i said credit to patrick mahomes he does he does his thing he's that great but at the same time at the same time it's just like come on refs you know they, they don't need they're already five straight AFC championship games. They don't need the refs, the NFL shield help. Look, I mean, they got Mahomes, they got Reed, they got Kelsey, Chris Jones. Who else? Justin Reed still good? 
I think he's injured. Okay. I'm looking at their depth chart. Literally, they had rookies all over the place. All their cornerbacks were rookies. Chris Jones, yeah, I said him. And then Frank Clark. Clark. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, they're not like a great like if you were to show me this team like this Super Bowl team, I'd be like, well, Mahomes must have fucking carried him. And then you look at it, and it's like, well, he didn't really carry him. Like he just he played Mahomes like numbers. I mean, three twenty six and two touchdowns. I mean, he's little over 50% on completion, 29 of 43. I mean, it's not crazy impressive. The refs just so – the main thing is the refs at the end, that last drive, not calling the block in the backs, not calling the holdings. They just really screwed the whole game up because once all uh, – Tony um, – who is it? Joe, uh, I think is the other guy's name, right? To- Tony went out um, – Corvette, Corvette went out. Oh, yeah, Juju. Players. Juju. Um, who was the third person that went out? Another receiver. Uh, MBS was out. Uh, 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 Hardman. Hardman. Cole Hardman was, was out. out. Dude. MBS was out for a bit too. Yeah, but they, they had nothing going on offense because so you had the scrubs out. They were getting locked down. Defense was locking down the coverage, which is why Mahomes ended up you know doing his little scramble drill on that last that last play but if they would have called the calls that were supposed to be called that game goes into overtime i'm, I'm taking the Bengals like yeah five thousand percent five thousand percent those calls though not not if not if they call anything like they were in the lot in the fourth quarter. that's like three four minutes really it was like so it was just like a all of a sudden horrible calls like what on intentional grounding I, I, i'm, I'm really? kind of curious you know Burrow's on a rookie deal. Jamar Chase, rookie deal. I think T. Higgins is still on his rookie deal. You got all these studs on the rookie deals. When are you going to invest into the offensive line if you're the Bengals? Like, is this offseason finally the, the time where you're like, all right, we really, really need an offensive line because that, that's, that's the difference there. That's the Chiefs' two best players outside of Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Clark. Wrecked the game for y'all. Because the offensive line sucks. Granted, there was injuries. Can never account for that. But even then, before the Bengals' offensive line sucked, the Bengals are synonymous with being cheap, (laughs) shitty offensive line play. Like it's just that's just how it goes. So I mean, you know, Chiefs moved on, won the AFC. You know, Travis Kelsey had his little Mike moments. After the game, which is cute. Like if they if they want to, I mean, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in, in football, and Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks. I'm not sure he I is. The, I don't think we're gonna like cigars, but uh Yeah, I just thought it that was, was a like, good jab. That was a good no, jab. They, they they had like it was just it was funny to me that they called themselves a championship or a dynasty team, and they sit there and in the first in the multiple interviews that they gave. I didn't take anything about their performance except for Patrick calling out uh, Harrison Butker saying, how about that kick? But it was all jabs at the Bengals, which showed me Bengals own real estate in these kids' heads. I mean, that's just a fact. The so Bengals were talking shit year. the whole week. I understand. They were, and Bengals should have won that game. Well, you, The thing is, you have somebody like Eli Apple who's just on Twitter nonstop. And, like, the mayor thing, like, it was nothing but bulletin board, like, all, all, all the stuff at the end was like legit like okay y'all were talking all that shit 
And I mean, granted, like maybe is is uh, Annie Reed that kind of tells him like, you know, maybe don't do like, don't go on Twitter and talk so much shit. But like, it was just a repercussion of just like Eli Apple talking shit, the cigars, like the mayor think, like talking shit. So it kind of made it, it was, interesting the jabs. It was just kind of like, now nah, y'all are talking shit now, like now nah, now nah, y'all can't say shit anything like anymore. I think the line it went over the line with the mayor. It's one thing if like. You know, the players, they, they've beaten the Chiefs three times in a row now. If they want to call it Burrowhead or talk their talk, okay, cool. Eli Apple, he's, he, he's always been a troll. Like, he's always done that. Yeah, he is. One, once I saw the video of the mayor, I was just like, fuck, dude, why, dude? Like, you know, you don't even, who are you, bro? Like, you don't even play in the game. And the thing is, it's not like you're sitting there like, you know, go – as the mayor of Cincinnati, go Bengals or who day and whatnot. He's like, Oh, I have a paternity test. And, uh, Joe Burrow is in fact, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes father, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's Why? unnecessary pressure during like one of the tense, most tense weeks. Let's flag on a play. Sportsmanlike yeah. conduct on the mayor. Unnecessary roughness for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't love that either. I think it was pretty stupid on the mayor's part. Uh, I don't, I, I understand the back talk. I just, I don't want to hear, you know, professionalism and championship and things like that. And then they behave in that way. Like the Bengals are a down in the mud, like just mess around kind of team. In my opinion, that's like how they are. That's how I view them. The chiefs, I kind of view them almost on like a pedestal, right? It'd be almost like Tom Brady, beating somebody and then going out and like talking shit in the post-game interview. That's just like, I'd be like, what? Well, like, why are you well, stupid well, at that well, level? Well, first of all, nobody would even dare to the shit. The Bengals said about the chiefs. No one will even dare to say that about a Tom Brady because they are shaking in fear and fucking fear. Oh, so yeah, that's, like, that's one. That's why that will never happen. But two, I, I don't mind it too much because that's what happens. You talk shit. No, you're right. And you don't back it up. You leave yourself open to what the Chiefs did. And that's yeah. just what that's the risk reward with talking shit. You talk shit and you get the job done. You're Conor McGregor. You're fucking great. You're glorious. Can't you, cool on three. You, you, you lose. You lose. You get you get bashed, bro. Oh, and, I don't I don't hate it. Look, I, I don't hate it. I just think I perceived it weird because like, man, they're really like using all of their efforts right now to just talk about Joe Burrow and all like talk as much shit as they can right away. It wasn't about, you know, we're going back to the Super Bowl, you know, we're so excited. Yeah, it was like fuck them kind of thing. I just yeah. thought it was like strange. I thought, you know, I, I expect I expect that in the postgame celebration that they're talking shit. I don't expect that in like the immediate postgame interview and then to stand on the podium. When you're getting the trophy and also talk shit, I expected maybe a little bit there, but like I just expected more professionalism. And I'm not holding against them. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I love the shit talk. I love it. I just didn't expect it. I love it because new rivalry brewing in the AFC. Real, See, I, I think I liked it because it was Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like when, like whenever the Bengals beat the Bills, we were getting it from from Eli Apple. Like you're nobody to talk shit, bro. And Annie Apple's mom. Dude, she, she turned off okay. her Twitter, bro. I don't, Twitter. I don't, I don't think hilarious. I don't think there'll ever be a scenario in which you see Joe Burrow talking shit. He'll just be like, like he did. What better refund those tickets? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool, this, oh, cool still, Joe, just with the one-liners, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're still kind of, like, talking shit, but, like, in the coolest way possible, bro. He's just like, nah, yeah, counted us out now. Like, fuck, fuck all y'all. But, like, the, the Bengals, like, the, the fans were being, like, obnoxious, bro. Like, that bulletin was was packed, bro. And they were just trying to show everybody what the bulletin was, bro. But I think they should have they should have waited to win this game, then say all that shit. I think you win this one again, then like you have a hundred percent full green lights to talk all this crap. No but I think they were just bro. I think they were just one game too early. I think they were just slightly too early to it. But the thing is, I think Stephen A said it. He was like, you know. I don't mind. I don't mind the talk because they backed it up. Yeah. I mean, they came in and they played hard. And I mean, that's the thing. They did play hard. They played hard as fuck, and they played great. It's just when some things are, you know, some things are too big to overcome. You you know, shit. You got to be able to take it. If you can dish, you got to be able to take it. You know, especially if it doesn't go your direction. I don't hate it. I, uh, I do think. I, I, I think after. Let me let me frame it like this, dude. Joe Burrow's been in the league for three years. He was injured his first one. He's been in the championship game the next two and the Super Bowl in one of them. And we're sitting here bitching about the refs, and he very well could have been in the Super Bowl again two out of three years in the first year he was injured. I don't think it's unfair to say that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's unfair to say that he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Because if you're telling me he came off, what was it, an ACL, right? Or yeah. ACL yeah, the first tore, year? Yeah, he tore multiple things on that leg. Yeah, his ACL his first year. He still has no offensive line. We're still bitching about the offensive line. He's got one receiver. He doesn't have a tight end. And he's got a running. Joe Mixon's a great running hey, back. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. T, he, T. Higgins is a dog, too. I mean, he has, he has, he has okay. decent receivers. He doesn't have, like, studs, studs. He has stud. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. I mean, I think we we all know Jamar Chase is a stud. I would He's say stud, Jamar Chase. Yeah. I would say Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the NFL right I now. I still think Justin Jefferson's better, but I mean, I digress. I I, I no, don't disagree with you. It's just Jamar Chase doing this on the biggest stage on these stages. I I that's what propels him over Justin in Jefferson. The year me. in his second yeah. year, yeah, and that that's why I take him over Justin Jefferson, even though I do think. I, I don't disagree with you. You know yeah, what you I mean? Can't like, go wrong. yeah. Way, um, T Higgins, bro. T Higgins. Yeah. He could be number one everywhere else, bro. He's like, a dog. Yeah. He's like Devontae Smith. He's a dog. No, except he's like, City, taller, bro. taller and stronger than yeah, Devontae Smith. Right there, I just bro. mean like Devontae Smith this, could be a number one anywhere bro. else, and he was a number one before AJ Brown arrived. Similar this idea. man, this man, this man had one of the best lines. Like they're asking him about the 50 50 balls. He's like, 50-50? With me, it's 80-20. I'm like, ooh, bars, bro. And, I mean, he had that one touchdown. I mean, that was essentially a snag. That was like, y'all, he should have did the too small like the NBA players do. He should have did the too small because that's what it was. And then Boyd, Boyd's a solid. Like, I mean, he's not like top, he's not top tier or anything, but he for that to be your slot number three receiver, dude, that, that's a solid receiving core, except uh, your offensive line sucks. Yeah, Boyd will have a big game out of nowhere. But one of the big things I did learn, this, this, there's one Mahomes uh, person from the family that I actually do like. Bro, the dad, bro. Bro, 
they, they were like kind of like memeing him. He was like, "Yo, I know Newport's Bud Light <laughs> when I see him, bro." <laughs> bro, that that guy. It was funny. He was trying to light the the cigar with like a regular ass lighter. Big lighter, yeah. Bro, light with a big lighter. That's hilarious. Bro, he was awesome, bro. I do my favorite Mahomes, a family member. I don't. I don't like hate Mahomes or hate the Chiefs. Like. I think he's an incredibly talented quarterback, and I think he's probably the most talented quarterback in the league. I just, I take Burrow, man. Like, I just think, like, when you frame it like three years, ACL in the first one, and then the next two, he's in a championship round. Should have been in the Super Bowl this year, arguably. It's fucking impressive, man. With no offensive line, you've got one, like, star receiver, and then you got your running back. Your defense is solid, but you got Eli Apple. So. The, fun, the funny part is, if y'all think about it, the shit talking, it mainly came from the defensive guys. Like you didn't hear yeah. no, you didn't hear Jamar Chase, you didn't hear Joe Burrow, Mixon, you didn't hear none of those guys. It was mainly like those defensive guys that it kind of makes you think, you know, even though they're young on the offensive side, you know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Mixon, they've kind of been there. Yeah, not maybe not at the pro level, but there were studs in college been there in college. I kind of wonder if, you know, they, they have that mentality of, you know, we, we just been here. Whereas the defensive players, you know, those guys haven't been there before. This is the first time they're kind of getting, yay, we're, we're a good team and whatnot. And so they're, they're out there just talking a little talk Hilton over there, Burrowhead. I mean, I do love the Burrowhead. Like that was, that sound dope. That was iconic. Back next year when they win. That was iconic. So I can't be too mad at that. But yeah, okay. I mean, all this, all this stuff is bulletin board material for them next year, and it doesn't even matter because there's no way they win in the in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's just no shot. I mean, they they would have to they have to find out a way to stop the offense. That's like all the Kansas City fans that are listening. Yeah, I'll give you however many points you want, but you're never going to touch the field. Because we have the greatest rushing attack in football history. I mean, we just tied a 99-year-old record for rushing touchdowns. We're one of the greatest rushing offenses in history. Good luck touching the field. There's no way. So I, I pray for you, honestly, because there's, there's no shot. And they talk all this shit, and that's fine. We'll just show up, and we'll play, and next year you won't be in the big game. It's just what's gonna happen because I'm gonna be. I might buy me a Joey Burrow jersey next year. Shit. I tell I'll you what though, that. if I was at that game and I'm a Cincy fan, I might be. I would have been on suicide watch last night, straight up. That's how frustrated I was, bro. If I was a fan of that team, like if that was the Eagles playing and that happened, oh, oh, I wouldn't even be on the podcast, dude. I'd be so frustrated. Like I, I would be depressed. It's crazy. So out of your control. But. Yeah, we uh, start the uh, Super Bowl tour. Where are we at right now? Are we doing pretty good? Yeah, we're almost we're, we're wrapped up. We got a long, yeah. long episode here. Um, we got the Super Bowl tour starting next week, so we're only going to do two episodes this year. It's going to be fun. We're going to have the, the fam on, and then we're going to do good old Brett. So we'll have a couple guys on, go over some prop bets, have a good time. What do you guys are you going to be? Are you going to be back on Monday? Yeah, I'll be back Monday. Yeah, cool. like it in like seven or like five, six, something like that. Um, so in the morning? To, no, 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 at night. So it might have to be a little later. We'll see. I'll see. I'll see what we can do. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, we'll start that next week. Next episode's what UFC? Mm, 
Are y'all just gonna shoot the shit? You're gonna T- TBD. Find find a replacement, bro. Find a replacement for me. Bring somebody in. Bring somebody in off the streets and see. The streets. I'll call in from the slopes. Screets A. If you let me know what time, I'll call in from the slopes and get a and get a quick five cents in. <laughs> so hey, uh... be... well now <laughs> all you, now all you know, two fans, that the next episode, it's full responsibility for David. So if it sucks, it's his fault. <laughs> I bring the entertainment. Um, two fans you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod at Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram uh, every Tuesday and Thursday uh, next week we're doing our Super Bowl tour so make sure to tune in it's going to be a really good time it'll be a couple, couple hopefully longer episodes and we'll have some fun uh, and we'll see you next time